All right. If you could turn to First Timothy, chapter two tonight. First Timothy, chapter two. Uh, we have a couple more. Whoops, a couple more weeks of some things. What we can pray for. Um, and tonight we are going to be praying for all that are in authority, praying for those in authority. Um, and as, well, First Timothy chapter 2, it's uh, probably one of the most well-known passages in talking about um, praying for those in authority, uh, and that's going to be our text for tonight, and then we'll get into some more specific things. Um, have a lot of verses we're going to look at tonight again. And uh, actually, it's interesting, some of the things that I never realized or just didn't put two and two together, reading through the book of Proverbs, uh, there's a lot of things that talk about um, rulers and uh, what a good ruler will do or what a bad ruler will do. Um, so we'll have some examples of good rulers, bad rulers, and things that, uh, well, specifically we can pray for, um, for, for our rulers, those that are in authority. Um, and of course, if you've been watching any news or seeing any news or just listening to people, um, of course, this whole Ukraine-Russia thing, um, well, it's got the whole world in a tizzy. And then, of course, uh, our own president made a comment about President Biden and Russia. And honestly, I agree with what he said, um, what he called Putin. It's the truth. But then, of course, there was backlash about that, and he had to step back his statement on it. But um, our president needs prayer. Um, I didn't vote for him but it doesn't mean he's not my president. Uh, he is the president of the country that I freely live in, um, and he needs prayer. And not just him, I mean, we're gonna get to some specific people just for us in this area of the country toward the end. Um, but, I mean, yeah, President Biden needs prayer. Vladimir Putin needs prayer. I mean, he's lost. If he, he dies right now, he's going to go to hell. Um, the president of Ukraine needs prayer. And a lot of presidents or rulers of the world that are involved in this whole situation um, and knowing how to respond, they need prayer. They need God's wisdom um, to know how to respond and what to do. Um, but... Uh, with that being said, let's get into 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. 
So we're going to look at a couple different sections here under all that are in authority. Um, first of all, what um, what should we be praying for? What should we be doing for those who are in authority? Um, well, we should be, as is, these verses are talking about, first of all, supplications. Well, we should be praying through supplications. Uh, Psalm 30 Verse eight says, "I cried unto the Lord, unto or I cried to Thee, O Lord, and unto the Lord I made supplication." Um, and the word supplication doesn't just mean a request, something that's like, "Oh, can I have this?" No, it's it's a um, Webster's eighteen twenty eight defines supplication as a petition or an earnest request. Uh, we're not going to look at this passage tonight, but we've looked at it in the past. This, the parable of the unjust judge um, and, and, the, and the lady who kept coming to him, um, she was making supplication for, to him. She was petitioning. She was earnestly requesting. Um, and in the context we're looking at tonight, we need to be earnestly praying bringing petitions unto the Lord for those who are in authority. And then we should also be giving our prayers, not just our supplications, our prayers, as these verses were saying. Um, and I think about what it says in James 1.17, um, where uh, the answers of our prayers come from. Uh, James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Everything that we get is from God, and he's the one who we should be praying to, giving our supplications to. And then also uh, Ephesians 1.16, um, we should be giving intercessions. So intercession is us going to God on behalf of someone else. Um, Paul said in Ephesians 1.16, talking about the, uh, to the church of Ephesus, he told them that he uh, ceased not to give thanks for you and then making mention of you in my prayers. The apostle Paul was interceding for the church of Ephesus. We should be interceding um, for those who are in authority and also giving of thanks um, so these verses are very familiar, um, but we should be giving thanks for those who are on authority. And again, as I mentioned, the guy who is our president right now, he is not the man I voted for, not the man I preferred being in office, but he is the one that God allowed to be in there. No matter what you believe about the election, God is the one that allowed him to be there. Um, and we should be giving thanks uh, to God for him, First Thessalonians 5.18, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Uh, it's one of these, when I see verses like this, um, you could do a whole series on uh, sp specific times in the Bible that says this is the will of God, and well, giving thanks is one of those things. And then also uh, Ephesians 5.20, in everything give thanks, or whoops, I already said that one, uh, Ephesians 5.20, giving thanks always 
for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Again, there's those uh, three of those things that we looked at there in 1 Timothy 2. Um, everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known be known be made known unto God um, in our prayers and our supplications we need to be giving thanksgiving and of course then the next verse once you do that and then and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord that is after we have prayer after we have supplication with thanksgiving so how should we, or what should we be praying for, for those in our authority? We should be praying through supplications. We should be prayer, uh, giving our prayers, our intercessions, and our giving of thanks. And why should we be praying for those that are in authority? Well, first of all, for serenity for us. Um, first Peter 2, 13 through 14 says, uh, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme, or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. Um, as I mentioned before, we're going to be looking at some things in Proverbs, um, things kings should be doing, but part of the thing that those in authority are supposed to be doing, it's they're set there for the punishment of evildoers. When the evildoers are taken care of, those who are following the law, they're going to have peace um, and uh, we'll have uh, serenity in our lives when the evildoers are taken care of. Um, and here's one of those Proverbs verses, Proverbs 20, 26. A wise king scattereth the wicked and bringeth the wheel over them. Um, People have been calling for the police to be defunded throughout our country. No, the police are good. They're in authority to scatter the wicked. They're, well, to bring the wheel over them. Punishment for uh, doing evil, evil things. Punishment of evildoers. Um, why should we pray for those in authority? Well, that will live quiet and peaceable lives. And that's another verse. Um, Actually, I don't even think we're going to be looking at that verse, but that applies um, to this as well. And then, why should we be praying um, for them? Well, we should be praying for their salvation as well. Um, God is not, uh, he's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. That's, that includes those who are in authority, um, those making decisions for countries uh, that affect a lot of people. Um, consider Acts 26, 28 through 29. Um, Paul in front of Agrippa. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only thou, but also all that hear me this day, are both almost and altogether such as I am, except these bonds. Uh, of course, then, if you continue reading in Acts and knowing the rest of what the Bible talks about, we know King Agrippa didn't actually become a Christian, but
but um, we should be praying for their salvation because that's another one of those things. God is not willing that any should perish. God wants everyone to be saved. And then how should we be praying um, for those in authority? And of course, this goes right, right along with this last point, but we should be praying for their salvation. Um, consider this, these two examples from the kings. Um, we can remember back to our uh, study in Sunday school. Um, uh, the positive example here is Josiah, Second uh, Kings 22, 1 through 2. Um, Josiah was a good king. He knew the Lord. Um, of course, he was in the Old Testament, but uh, from his testimony, we know that he knew the Lord. Um, Josiah, Second uh, Kings 22, 1 through 2. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Jedidah, the daughter of Adai, uh, Boskath, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in all the ways way of, his David, of David his father and turned not aside to the right hand or to the left. And as you remember, um, there was good times under Josiah. He was a godly leader, and the nation of Judah went in the right way during that time. Um, but then consider the negative example of several people here, 1 Kings 16, 28 through 33. So Amri slept with his fathers and was buried in Samaria, and Ahab, his son, reigned in his stead. And in the 38th year of Asa, king of Judah, began Ahab, the son of Amri, to reign over Israel. And Ahab, the son of Amri, reigned over Israel in Samaria 20 and two years. And Ahab, the son of Amri, did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. And it came to pass, as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took to wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbal, king of the Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. And he reared up an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he had built in Samaria. And Ahab made a grove. And Ahab did more to provoke the war God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. Um, we have the negative example of Ahab, and of course, Remember other things that he did, the bondage, the just the evil that he brought on the country of Israel at that time. And uh, one man can affect how a nation goes. And we see the examples of Josiah. Israel was, uh, Judah was good during his reign. Well, and that it, uh, Judah or uh, Israel was went in a bad way as a result of Amri and Ahab. So we should be praying for our leaders' salvation because one man can really affect the way a country goes. So we shouldn't only be praying for their salvation. We should be praying for their wisdom and understanding. Wisdom and understanding. Proverbs 8, 14 through 16 says, Counsel is mine. In sound wisdom, I am understanding, I have strength. By me, kings reign and princes decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles, even all the judges of the earth. And then Proverbs 28, 16. The prince that wanteth understanding is also a great oppressor. 
but he that hateth covetousness shall prolong his days. And then here's another negative example. Um, uh, Rehoboam here, 1 Kings 12, 13 and 14. And the king answered the people roughly and forsook the old man's counsel, old men's counsel that they gave him and spake to them after the counsel of the young men saying, my father made your yoke heavy and I will add to your yoke. My father also chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. And of course we know the story of Rehoboam. Um, at that point, the kingdoms, the kingdom of Israel split into two. Um, and it was because he didn't listen to wise counsel. Uh, he listened to his peers rather than uh, the old men's counsel um, that were his father's counselors, those who had been around for a while and that had some wisdom. So we should be praying for our leaders that they will listen to those who have wisdom and understanding and that they will have wisdom and understanding. Um, we should also... Uh, pray for intercessory application of personal promises. Um, I know that's a mouthful, but um, people campaign on certain promises, and I mean, honestly, how often do they actually go through with those promises? Um, not always. Most of the time, not. Um, but James 1.5, we should be praying this way for um, our leaders and those in authority. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all, see, all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. I mean, that encompasses all men. That's the saved and the unsaved. God has this promise. Um, he'll give wisdom to all men if they ask. Um, in the first Kings three, nine to 10, um, this is Solomon, uh, when he was, when the Lord asked him what he wanted, um, and this was Solomon's response, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad for who is able to judge this, thy so great a people and the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Um, and half the verses we're looking at tonight are from Proverbs, and most of the Proverbs was written by this man Solomon after this point in his life. Um, so we should be praying for those in authority that they will have the wisdom and know how to um, apply the things that they've promised. And then um, we should pray that they, sh all these three points all go together, but um, we should be praying that they'll have the wisdom that is from above. Um, James three thirteen to 17. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish, devilish, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Um, 
unfortunately, politics has gone down to envying and strife. And guess what? There's confusion in every evil work that is a result of that. So we should be praying that those in authority will have the wisdom that is from above, which is pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full mercy and good fruits, without partiality, partiality and without hypocrisy. I mean, that sounds like an ideal way of living. And unfortunately, that is not the way politics generally is. So we should be praying specifically for our leaders that they will have wisdom from above so we can see those fruits. And then uh, we, should pray for pray, uh, we should be praying for them that they'll have mercy and truth. Um, Proverbs 20, 28 says, Mercy and truth preserve the king, and his throne is upholding by mercy. And then Proverbs 29, 12, If a ruler hearken to lies, all his servants are wicked. Um, our politicians, our leaders, those in authority, they need to rely on the truth. Um, I mean, the truth is inconvenient at times. Sometimes it might be easier to lie, but the truth always wins. And I mean, as this proverb says, if a roar hearken, hearken to lies, all servants are wicked. And then we should be praying that they should have impartiality. Impartiality. Proverbs 24, 23. These things also belong to the wise. It is not good to have respect of persons in judgment. Um, I've been harking on politics, but a lot of whatever major political party that the president is or the ruler is usually leans toward whatever their side says um, and may not even consider what the other side says, even though it might be a better thing. So we should be praying that they have impartiality. And then um, Proverbs 29.4, uh, the king by judgment establishes the land, but he that receiveth gifts overthroweth it overthroweth it. I mean, think about that. He that receiveth gifts overthroweth it. Um, bribes. I mean, we need our those in authority to be impartial, to um, have truth. I mean, all things that the Bible says, and we should be praying, um, praying for our leaders um, to have impartiality. And then, should also be praying for marital fidelity. Um, Proverbs 31.3, Give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. Um, here we have this example, 2 Samuel 11.2-4, example of David um, with Bathsheba. I'm not going to read the verses tonight, but um, David his family was destroyed as a part uh, because of his marital infidelity. Um, and if things aren't right at home, things aren't going to be right on the job. And if they're in authority, that means it's the things that they're in charge of. Um, the people that are under them 
um, things aren't going to go well for them if their marriage and their family aren't right. And then another thing that is a controversial subject these days, which, well, we shouldn't be surprised, but we should be praying that our rulers, our leaders should have fidelity to Israel. Um, consider Genesis 12, 2 to 3, um, the Abrahamic covenant. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be blessed. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. It's a promise to Israel. Um, and in our country's history, we've um, acknowledged Israel. We have been befriend, befriended them and helped them and things. But um, I could see a day where our country cuts its ties with Israel just because it's not politically correct. But we should be praying for our rulers that they'll have fidelity to Israel because, I mean, it's for our own good. I mean, God says it here. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. Then, um, last of all, tonight, how we should be praying for those in authority. Well, we should be praying that they, for their sobriety. Um, Proverbs 31, 4 to 5 is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. I mean, right there. Lest they drink and forget the law. What is rulers supposed to do? They're supposed to be enforcers of the law. And if they're drunk, inebriated, they're not going to be able to judge properly. Um, and then, uh, I mean, think about this verse, Psalm 33, 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people who he hath chosen for his own inheritance. And then Proverbs 13, 15. Good understanding giveth favor, but the way of transgressors is hard. Um, so we should be praying for those in authority for their salvation, that they'd have wisdom and understanding be merciful and truthful, impartial, uh, have marital fidelity, and fidelity to Israel, and for them to be sober. Um, I mean, it's for our own good uh, that we may live quiet and peaceable lives. Um, but with that said, here's some application. Um, so who are those who are in authority? I had to look up some of these. Of course, um, we have our current president and his wife, Jill. Uh, I chuckled a little bit at this, but this is the name. <laughs> Vice President Kamala Harris and her husband, Second Gentleman Douglas Emhoff. Um, so the vice, yeah, he's the second gentleman. I mean, but that if Hillary would have been elected president, Bill would have been the first gentleman. So, you know. Um, of course, our governor, Michael DeWine, uh, we're in a year, an election year, um, and I'm pretty sure his approval rating's pretty low. Um, but, uh, 
We should be praying for him. Uh, Lieutenant Governor John Husted or Husted. And then the, this is to the point where I didn't know who these people were. Well, we have our Senator Sherrod Brown, who is a Democrat, and Ohio Senator Rob Portman, who is a Republican. And then for at least all of us currently present, uh, we're in District 2 of Ohio, and Mr. Brad Wenstrup is our representative. And then, of course, our local officials, mayors, police chiefs, sheriffs, etc., those in our towns and our townships, our counties. Um, I mean, even school officials and school boards. I mean, think about kids in the public school. What they're going to be taught in the school is affected by who's elected to the school boards. Um, and then, of course, they're the ones that are growing up and getting jobs and are integrating into society. Um, I mean, top to the bottom, the praying for these people uh, is a necessary thing, and it will affect us uh, for good or for ill. So those are uh, just the people that directly affect us here. And, of course, um, there are many other people in President Biden's cabinet, uh, advisors, those old men who have wisdom. Um, I didn't name all of them because I mean, this list could be very long. Um, but there are many people who are in authority over us, and we should be praying um, for them as the Bible tells us.